Hey everybody and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book and animated series created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me today is Bill. Hi everyone. And TJ. And... Oh, hello. What's <laughs> TJ? What's going on, guys? Not yeah. much. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good to get back together. I feel like it has it been a while or has it not been a while? It has we say that every episode now. Not been a <laughs> That's while. Do you know what it is? Got it. Do you know what it is? Hmm. We've been I feel like this is what, our second episode that we've gone monthly. So we're so used to doing it. We were doing it weekly when the show was out, and then we went bi weekly. For a little while, right? And now we're doing it bet monthly. This is our fifth episode since doing it monthly. <laughs> Just about. Maybe is our it fourth. Really? This is episode 105, no. and 100 was the finale. So we might have done like 105 or 100 to 101 weekly, but then, yeah. yeah. But either yeah, way. Because we were doing bi, bi weekly and then we went monthly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so it does. Been five it, months. It, it usually does feel well, even though this one was, I think, a shorter gap, you know, since recording 104. There's not a whole lot in terms of Invincible News right now. Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay. A little more bite size doesn't mean it's not as good, though. We did do our um, main topic so already, good. and it was an awesome, awesome chat with uh, Mike Borkowski, one of the storyboard artists for Invincible. Um, but you'll get to that in a little bit. We do have a few small news items to, to talk about. Um, first up, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to the uh, Cinema Wins YouTube channel for putting out their Invincible um, video. Does it have a title? One villainous scene. Uh, Invincible takes the subway. So it's, you know, a deep dive into and cinema wins being a, a, a channel that is more looking at um, um, media in a positive light and being more, you know, you know, positive about it, you know, as um, opposed to fans like saying this sucks and yeah, everything and just this looking is at everything negative about yeah. it. Anyways, this was a very good um, like video essay. I really, really strongly recommend everybody check it out. Just a great um, look into a deep dive into really Nolan and his relationship with Mark and um, what what that entails. Very cool. Um, the other things. So we've got some variants. So I don't remember whether or not we announced that these variants were um, up for sale, but they're being shipped out to people. TJ, did you get any of these from GalaxyCon? Yes. Yes, I did. Indeed. I am not I got sh- the. Of course he did, Ryan. I'm not sure if they're still available. Um, but no, if you, I think they sold out. Did they? Um, yeah. But if you were able to snag them, they should be shipping out. Um, you did, TJ, get the, uh, um, was it, the, there was a blank variant which is cool that there's now more blank variants going out there as well as the i have it right here rafael albuquerque cover who was awesome he's a really cool artist uh and he killed invincible this is my first exposure to it to what to his art his art oh okay i don't think i've I've been familiar with it so these are these are just random variants that they released okay Raphael Albuquerque did, oh God, I hope I'm not wrong, but um, the Scott Snyder vampire one that is super popular and I cannot think of the name even though I know it very well. Oh, Uh, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, a blank one. Um, So that's exciting. Those are out there. And then I just recently saw 
Sean Kirkham retweet another cover that looks like it's going to be coming to maybe coming to the Comics Vault Live WhatsApp. Sorry. R- Raphael Albuquerque, American Vampire is what he did with, uh, with Scott, uh, Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, yeah. So back to the uh, What's Not Comics. WhatsApp. Yeah. So the, the variant. Uh, Tyler Kirkham posted. He's like, oh, this is this is exciting because this is my first time ever drawing Invincible. No, no, it's not because I have a <laughs> commission from him from years ago. And it's funny because uh, Tyler Kirkham and Ryan Otley are like really good friends. Yeah, that looks sweet. It looks fucking sweet. So they're really good friends. They like go golfing together and shit. Right. So. I went to uh, C2E2 a few years ago and I got an Invincible from him. And he's like, you know what's weird? I've never drawn Invincible. And he drew it. So, yeah, really? I, got the, I got the original. I forgot the which first one time that ever. is. So when we're done, you should uh, send that to me because I want to see it. Um, um, hold it up to the screen. You got it nearby? The actual one? I got it on my Instagram. Um, or just send it to me and maybe I'll pop it up on screen. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. That's going to be maybe available at some point in the future through whatnot. Um, maybe a CVL thing. Not sure, but that is a very, very awesome, awesome cover. Um, I wanted to see what you guys thought of this. I don't know if you saw the results, but I put a poll out there because I was curious, um, because every like month or so Fortnite is in the news because so-and-so has a a skin in the cost in the game and you can Mm -hmm. play as, you know, anyone and their mother. And so I was like, you know what? If, if Invincible skins came to Fortnite, and I don't know, I don't know if either of you know how much a Fortnite skin would cost. Would either of you pay for them and jump in there and play? We talked about this on the last podcast, didn't we? No, I don't think so. I don't we, think we, so. We've we've probably brought it up in the past, TJ. I'm certain of it. I, I really don't like Fortnite, and I have no interest at all. But. Mm-hmm. My son Riker does, and I would absolutely fund his ability to get whatever skin that would be and watch it for a second and yeah. be like, that's awesome. But what about no. you, TJ? I I don't think so. Like if it was like fucking Battle Beast, then maybe. But if it was like Invincible, I don't know. But you're but, you, but it's not even like you're playing like a Battle Beast video game or an Invincible. Right. It's the same you're, you're playing thing. Fortnite. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. Fortnite. As Invincible. So exactly. Uh, they just I, released I, a weird one, which I thought was kind of bad. Odd. Bad boys. And I love yeah, them. Yeah, guys, exactly. It is super know, random. You guys know that I love bad boys, but they released uh, Will Smith's character, Mike Lowry. And I'm like, yeah. he just looks like a guy. Yeah. Riker was playing <laughs> Riker was playing Fortnite today this afternoon and he comes over and he's like, hey, dad. Uh, the guy from Men in Black is in here. They have Men in Black in here. I'm like, that's actually Will Smith from Bad Boys. Yeah, it's like Bad Boys. Like, and it's any time you see like a screenshot, it's just like Bad Boys next to like Rick from Rick and Morty, all cell shaded next to yeah. Superman, next to like a K-pop star and then a pro football player. And it's like, it's the craziest thing that game. And uh, the poll ended up being like only asking people who don't currently play it. 50%, roughly 50% of people would buy it and jump on just to play it even for a little bit hmm. take that for what you will that's it's not too bad i feel like i would have to i i would it would definitely be like a game or two you know what i mean a sitting or two you know what i mean um you've played Fortnite more than any of us though dude, out of out of our friends it's oh tj you like tj and i played I used, like when it first I used came to out play, like yeah a little bit. i used 
Well, no. You probably paid actually, more then. Yeah, I actually, with a older friend of mine, we kind of got into it more. Um, yeah, I never was like crazy good at it though because i mean games like that oh i know call of duty like i play call of duty with friends sometimes and it's just the people on there are fucking ridiculous <laughs> but um, ridiculously good there were uh there were some new merch items in the um mm-hmm. uh, scavenger mm-hmm. shop i want to say they're only available till the end of this month so if you're hearing this they might not be available anymore but they might have stayed out a little while longer but if you got them um or if you didn't know they are the back to school merch items uh they were there were a couple things uh a pair of shorts which was yeah interesting um the laptop case uh notebooks i really liked the upstate university notebook yeah if it wasn't 20 bucks i probably would have bought it but it was a little expensive for a notebook because i don't really need a notebook but anything that looks like in universe i love um so that was pretty cool um and then the last thing I wanted to touch on was Oblivion Song, because we are also the Oblivion Song podcast. And um, TJ, I was uh, hoping you'd be able to take that and tell me sure. a little bit about so, something that happened with Oblivion Song. So if you don't know Oblivion Song, Oblivion Song is obviously another comic by Robert Kirkman. Uh, it is, uh, it was announced, it announced, Robert Kirkman announced the end of the series. So the most recent issue that came out was issue 33. There are only going to be 36 total. So now is the time to kind of jump on. I'm telling you, if you haven't read this comic, now is the time to do it. And the reason why is it was announced for a movie a little while ago, but just recently it was announced that Jake Gyllenhaal, fucking huge blockbuster megastar, is playing um well they didn't actually say he's playing the main character but we're assuming he's playing the main character of nathan um in the movie so mm-hmm. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good one so definitely check out oblivion song the next um issue issue 34 comes out uh september 22nd which means that our next episode will go live uh september 24th so keep an That's eye right. out for the podcast and read the Three comic issues left Three issues Crazy. left. And check out, and, and TJ, you put out a great little breakout audio clip of you predicting Jake Gyllenhaal, like, what, two years ago or something? Yeah, 2019. That was, that was awesome. Of all the actors in the world. I know, and the best part is it's, it's not even like world. you just randomly pulled it out there. You pulled it out there, named, like, five other actors that people would probably name before him, and then, and then said you... And then, and then doubled down on Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds, man? I and, love it. crazy. And it's it's documented proof, so it's not just, like, hearsay, like, oh, we said Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, it's fucking You found proof. it. You found it, and then, yeah, that's great. Posted yeah. it. So uh, if you want to check out that clip, go to the... It's at Oblivion Podcast is our Twitter handle, but it's the Oblivion Song Podcast on Twitter. Check it we out. Can, we kind of know what we're doing here, guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess mm. I guess the exact release Dude. date of the anime the animated Invincible show, true. and TJ guessed the fucking lead actor to Oblivion Song movies. So that's right. Stick around. Yeah, that's right. I'm up for a prediction. Something, yeah, I, you, something I say might due. come true. I'm due. What, Ryan? What is the date uh, that season two will premiere of Invincible? Make it early so it'll come true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. A, Stick with say. Q1. Stick with Q1. No, I, hold on. Don't don't influence. Yeah, what, yeah, what, can't what influence year are we in what, right what, now? We're in 2021 right now. 
What year is it? February 2023. I'll give February. you a month and a year. Got to give me a date. I'll give you a date if I can look at a calendar. <laughs> yeah, get a calendar. <laughs> I'll say, so I'll say the second Friday, you... the second Friday in February of 2023. So Ryan is saying February 10th of 2023. Friday, happen. February 10th, 2023. There it Nothing is. Happened. There's, there's a prediction. All right. All right, moving on. Speaking of the animated series, we're going to go now to our main topic of the show, which was having Mike Borkowski, a storyboard artist for season one, um, join us for a really, really lovely chat where we got to ask him all kinds of questions like, what do you do? How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> and then wait, what do you do? Wait, we, again? we, we only ask the hard hitting questions here. <laughs> no, no, we had a, no, it was, it was a really great chat and, you know, talking about the, uh, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes a little bit of the, you know, think Mark scene, obviously. And, you know, his, his reaction to, uh, not only that, but the reception of the show and, uh, you know, getting the job and things he'd worked on in the past, but it was great. And so that's coming up right now. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with Michael Borkowski, um, storyboard artist for season one of Invincible. How are you doing today, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing really well. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We, uh, it's kind of weird. I, I, I've watched you guys before, and it's weird that you're on my screen like normal, but now I can like talk to you and That's you guys awesome. talk back to me. It's weird. <laughs> Interact. <laughs> That's Breaking great. the fourth wall. <laughs> you, came, uh, you came highly recommended from Jeff Allen. We had that fun chat with him a couple months ago, the supervising director on the show. And um, since then, we've been really looking forward to having you on because especially early on when Invincible got announced as an animated series, we became very aware of how little we actually know about the entire process. So it's been fun over the course of a couple years. Um, you know, meeting different different people on Twitter or just kind of thinking more about how the process actually works and what goes into it. Like, you know, we couldn't believe that voices are recorded before anything's drawn, you know, like that kind of stuff. And um, I think Bill just found that out like right before we, we went <laughs> yeah. live, like just now. <laughs> so, yeah, but before we get into Invincible, can you tell us a little bit about like what you did previously or if there's any other, you know, shows that you had worked on or anything like that? Yeah, I've been working in animation as a storyboard artist for, geez, I guess almost 25 years. Um, wow. And I started out, you know, as a cleanup artist working on like Jumanji and Dragon Tales and Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot and Godzilla and stuff like that. And I've been doing freelance for the past like 20 years or so uh, as a storyboard artist on like wolverine and the x-men ninja turtles uh different avengers like wolverine and different... the x-men was an awesome show it was a very underrated it was show really good man and that oh and my god that finale too like it was so good yeah, yeah yeah and i've done many different iterations of scooby-doo and, <laughs> and all kinds of different things and i've also done like sports art and children's books and things like that so mm -hmm. all kinds of fun stuff very cool how does how does freelancing how is that different from like whatever it was that you were doing before like on dragon tales or like like how is that different well when i was uh when i first started out this was the late 90s uh i got a job at sony animation in los angeles so i moved out there um 
worked. I was there for about three years and I was just a staff artist. I'd go in every day and, you know, work on the show. And then, you know, after the season was over, you get laid off and then go find work somewhere else. And then kind of got tired of that. Yeah. Moved back to New York State and I've uh, been doing freelance ever since. So, you know, I every few months I got to look for work, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it can be difficult, but I've been lucky. How is so that? What with, led, go ahead, TJ. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, how is that with, well, trying to figure out how to word it because you're maybe you're TJ bouncing, should have gone. Yeah. <laughs> you're bouncing from different <laughs> projects, but different projects have different, you know, artwork or different art styles. Like, is that something that is a struggle or is it because you're storyboarding? Does it, is that not so much of a factor? It can be a struggle. Uh, like I said, I've worked on stuff like Jumanji, Dragon Tales, Wolverine and the X-Men. Those so like different. those are very <laughs> different styles. So I've had to learn how to draw in different styles. Um, Cause you do need to, as a storyboard artist, you don't need to be usually exact on how the show looks, but you want to be as what they call on model as possible. Yeah. Where, sense. you know, you, you make it look like the model sheet um, yeah, to help out the animators. But yeah, I mean, it can be a struggle, uh, and some people are better at one style over another. I have I feel like I'm pretty good at doing stuff like Dragon Tales and then stuff like Invincible, which is you can't get farther apart, really. Yeah. It does not look anything <laughs> like Dragon Tales, I can tell you that. So. And, and I worked on Dragon Tales with Jeff Allen, and we oh. used to draw oh, – I mean, I this was before Invincible was even a thing, but we would – he would be on the other side of the cubicle for me, and I would – draw like you know one of the dragons getting ripped apart and <laughs> over the wall and i would hear i would wait for the laugh and i would hear the laugh and then he would send one over about 20 minutes later and we would just <laughs> that's awesome yeah so what led to you uh uh getting on to invincible um well jeff allen uh got the job uh as a supervising director and he asked me if i was available and i said absolutely so because that's how yeah. that happened yeah, and I've I like I said I I, I met Jeff twenty something years ago when we were working on Dragon Tales and Jumanji. So that's awesome. So did I'll ask you, the. Go ahead. Did you read Invincible? Did you know that's about? What I was going to ask. Too. Yeah, I know it was you, stupid son of a bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> I had run it. I uh, read it. Uh, I didn't. I hadn't read all of it, yeah. but I had the first uh, hardcover. Nice. Um, so I I I had read that and. Um, that's about all I had read up to that point, but that's you know you get Pointed. the gist of what it's what it's all oh, yeah. about, you know. <laughs> yeah. And since then, I have read the entire run of the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, now, are are you? Uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Ryan. Go no, ahead. You were already going. No, I'm just we're just gonna so keep. We're gonna are, keep doing this. This is gonna be the whole podcast. <laughs> what do you do again? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> No, like, so are you a fan of, I feel like as an animator, you don't almost have to be a fan of comic books, but not necessarily like, so what, what are, what are you like a fan of? Like, are you more of a fan of animated shows, movies, like comic books? Is there a comic book you're reading that you love? I grew up wanting to be a comic book artist. Nice. So I, that was my first love, like comic books and like, so I wanted to be Jim Lee. I wanted to be Eric (laughs) Larson, you know, I wanted to be those guys. And, um, ended up just kind of getting into animation because at the time there was a huge animation boom and they were just basically hiring tons of people. So I got in, got my foot in the door and I've been there ever since. So I do love my, my favorite thing is working on these superhero shows. Um, you know, I've, I've done other shows where 
you know, I'm, I'm just doing it because I need a job, you know, yeah, but yeah. when I'm doing the superhero stuff, that's yeah, that, I, I feel like that's my bread and butter. Nice. And so, so what is it what is it like early on in Invincible? Like like we talked about before, not really understanding too much of the process. So you're just getting like, is it and an, an, I'm trying to think of what Jeff described it as basically like an assignment like, OK, Mike, we want you to do this seg- section and here's the audio for it. Do you hear do, do you know the backgrounds yet? Do you know anything at all? Um, it's, it's kind on this show specifically, it was kind of different because when I came in and when Jeff came in, a lot was already started. Um, so I remember my first scene that I worked on was, um, I forget which episode it is, but when Nolan goes to dark blood's office. Oh, nice. And they have that. That's the first scene I boarded. And he says, go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's the first scene I I worked on. And when I, when I was given that sequence, it was already boarded by someone else, but uh-huh. they wanted it. They, you know, just wanted a different yeah. direction on it. So that can happen, or they just give you the script, they give you the audio, they give you the designs, and they just say go. You know, wow. um, so that it, or uh, you know, like a whole sequence can be boarded, and you go in and just change things here and there to to make things work better. So, so there's different ways. Which one is revisions? Is that completely redoing like you did with the scene with Damien? Or is it like just coming in and tweaking something? Or is that both kind revisions? Kind of both, yeah. Okay. Both of those are revisions, yeah. Okay. Anything where the sequence has already been boarded, you're doing revisions. Or sometimes you're just cleaning stuff up, you know. Yeah. Everything's good, but the the drawings are very rough. And they need to be cleaned up and put more on models. So I'll do that stuff too sometimes. Yeah. So... When you're storyboarding, um, like, okay, so we've seen some storyboards that you've done specifically, like the animated version of the, the storyboard, but animated version of like the Think Mark um, yep. scene. And it's the show. Like, it looks exactly <laughs> like the show. So when you're storyboarding, like, what is it that you're looking at to reference that style of art? Like, how, how does that happen? Well, we have the model sheets of the characters and we have the backgrounds um, for that sequence. I did look at the comics Mm -hmm. to try and I would try to it's it's really tough because a lot of people want their comic book adaptations to be exact panel by panel. But you kind of can't really do that because they're two different mediums. So um, but I did look at the comics and see if there was anything I could reference or, you know, hit that one shot. So I would definitely do that. But for the most part, you're just given the script and you're given the audio and then you just got to make it work. Mm-hmm. That's such an interesting That's thing. Crazy. And something else I wanted to make sure we talked about was that actually like, how do you know when it's when it's too much? Like, like you don't want to be too faithful to the comic. But and, and I know saying faithful is the wrong word, but like like you're saying, it, it, it just doesn't work sometimes. And that's fascinating to me that it's mm-hmm. not that, oh, you know, we didn't want to. We wanted to try and change it, but it just might not look right animated for that sequence and, and for it to be framed that way. And that's and that's fascinating to me. So in the script, let's say just for that specific scene, the the think mark. Um, did in the script does it say like Nolan? Does so it say he points to his, the, his the head? Thing, <laughs> thing, like, like, over Mark, Mark bloody, like what, or how much is like you being like, oh, I feel like he would look like this and this is what. Well, cause I remember even early on, someone pointed out the fact that he does this and it was kind of the, uh, the whiplash thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. 
totally <laughs> didn't even have it in my head. Yeah. But I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I, I didn't wasn't even thinking of that. No. Um, I just get the audio. I get the script. I read the script, and I don't have the audio yet. So in my head, I'm Interesting. thinking, "Okay, okay, this is how." I would read this line, but I'm not an Oscar-winning actor, so what do I? <laughs> <laughs> then I got the audio, and oh my god! Yeah, right. I heard J.K. Simmons do those lines, and I'm just like, oh my god! I gotta bring it with the acting oh, on this. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine that feeling of hearing those lines from him, and then just so much responsibility. It was <laughs> unbelievable, and you know, usually when I listen to, I'll listen to the line, and and I'll. I'll kind of get a, a a view in my head of what I think they would be doing with their face, with their hands, with with their body, and I don't know. Everything I did is just what I envisioned when I heard his lines. So do they do they film them? Do you ever get video footage of them I, doing lines? I mean, I guess they did film them because I I've There's seen them post things, but I was never given anything. Interesting. I I never saw anything. Because you think the, that would the, help the too, <sighs> or not? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it would help, but I, I kind of feel like it might box me in oh. a little too much to where I'm like then sticking you're... too faithful to that instead of just doing what I hear and what I think would work with yeah. the way I have it constructed. And then, and then so, you're referencing J.K. Simmons and not the character model, maybe a little too much, or sure. you know, and maybe. <laughs> and well, sometimes I'll I'll hear the audio and then I will I don't you maybe have seen this on other animated uh behind the scenes things where they'll hear the audio and the animator will like act it out in a mirror or something. Sometimes I'll do that just oh, to yeah, see yeah. like if I was saying the line this way, what would I do? You know, what gestures would I do? And I just when I heard the think mark, I just felt like he should do this. <laughs> <laughs> so what I turned just, into a meme phenomenon. Oh what, my God. I, Unreal, what I man. just imagine that's so cool. That is cool. What I just imagine though is you, Mike, blasting J.K. Simmons' dialogue, like like the the audio, and you in a mirror, like acting like J.K. Simmons, like and like acting it out and stuff like that. Pretty Man, much. If you, if you thought there were weird parts to like your job out there in the in the podcast world, just that's, think of of doing that. Like that's part of the process, and that is really fucking cool. <laughs> Are, is there someone that is assembling? the lines because obviously there's multiple takes and all this kind of stuff or are you just getting kind of like a raw dump of a bunch of different takes and lines and everything or are you getting kind of a final ish version um they give us each line separately so that we can place it into our board and oh. sometimes there are alternate takes and you know we can pick which one we think is going to work and but the ultimate decision on that is the director I, I, you know whether it's jeff or it's the director of the episode i'm not sure yeah but I will pick whatever one. If there is alternate takes, I will pick whatever one. But I don't think there were any alternate takes on on specifically that scene in, in episode eight. Mm -hmm. It was just that good. Oh, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, kind of on, on line with that, is there any examples of things that you could think of that were tweaked, especially if if you can even share it, you know, that might have been different or an example of drawing something one way and it coming back and like, no, we need to go a little bit more like this or anything like that. Or you kind of you were kind of at the stage where you were coming in doing the opposite and tweaking other things. So, well, I think when I when I came on, I think we were I think three episodes had been 
very heavily worked on and then the rest of the season interesting had a ways to go yeah um but yeah what was the question again I, I, I any examples myself. of things that might have ended up different oh, the, than you know um what we've well, seen one one thing that we did a ton of work on even in post-production after it was animated was the first episode the white house battle oh yeah yeah jeff talked that, to us about, about that a bit about that, that too. was we completely revised that um because it just it didn't work mm-hmm. when it when it first came back and it was it was it, honestly it was it was a little bit boring yeah. <laughs> and you can't have the first battle of the first episode of a brand new show be boring yeah. and people are just like um no no thanks yeah I understand. Mm. So, uh, before we we hit record here, we talked a little bit about like Jesus. You, um, you made me so nervous, TJ. I thought you. I, my heart just stuck. Like, what <laughs> I, I was like, wait, we're not recording. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> before we did hit record, <laughs> Thank we you. were talking <laughs> about uh, about um, how when you worked on the show, it was obviously in the middle of uh, the pandemic. So, uh, what was that like having to work remotely on the show? I, had, I imagine it had to have been more difficult. For me, it wasn't because it was actually fantastic because <laughs> for the past 20 years, I've been working as a freelancer in upstate New York, where most of the places I'm working for are in Los Angeles mm-hmm. or New York City. So I'm usually given an assignment. I draw it, I hand it in, I get notes, and then I make changes on the notes, and then I hand it back in. And there's not a whole lot of interaction with the crew. Working on Invincible was the first time in 20 years I felt like I was part of the crew. That's cool. Because we had meetings online, just like we're I'm meeting with you guys all the time. It was a very collaborative, <laughs> and I, it was fantastic for me. And I, and I, that probably would not have happened without COVID. Yeah. Um. You know, because they would have all been in their studio, working together, and then you know I'm sure they would meet with me once in a while, but it wouldn't have been like it was. I yeah. think. Yeah. And then it would. It, 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 Potentially is just supervisors overseeing different departments. But at least when this has kind of become the norm, it's just easier to just everybody pop on and have this kind of meeting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what, when you were like in an office or on like, you know, in, in whatever building you were working on, or like were all the storyboard artists like in a room, like a cubicle, like. So would you all have mirrors and then you just randomly see people like walking around acting out scenes like <laughs> would you feel comfortable um, doing that in that kind of environment or does it make it better when you're at home? I think most artists have a mirror nearby. Interesting. Um, it's so cool. For, <laughs> even Love just it. like even if you're a comic book artist and you need yeah. to draw a guy going, ah, you know, and you, you want to see what that looks like. So you just do it real quick and go, OK, that's what the teeth would look like. That's what the lips would look like, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's not really a big deal for us. I, yeah, so right. I do see like comic book artists that will like if they're trying to draw somebody like point a gun in a weird way, they'll have somebody take a picture of them doing it and then oh, draw yeah, that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know how many times I've had to look at my fist in different ways to see? <laughs> okay, that's how the knuckles would go. <laughs> um, you on your website you actually have a couple um of the animatics that you put together with the audio through and everything like that i love the one also with um of the guardians showing up at their base and i remember watching that right that scene and being really uh excited about the way duplicate just kind of walks into herself to kind of reabsorb one of the clones as well as the um uh, there was something else. Oh, the way like shrinking Ray kind of like embarrassingly shrinks 
You know, at, at right. one moment when she says uh, they're talking about um, lizard, King Lizard's gun. And, oh, uh, yeah, the, and it's also cool that in that scene that you got to draw the Lizard League. Like, they don't really show up anywhere else except in the hologram form that you put together. And also that right. scene having the hologram. Like, that's a crazy scene when you think about it. All the stuff that is going on in that. That scene took a very long time <laughs> because there's it's a long scene. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of characters. That yeah. That scene probably took me quite a few weeks to, wow. to, to storyboard from start to finish. And also that at the time they wanted the storyboards to be very tight um, so that the animation studio, uh, you send them things that are a little too rough and the animation studio sometimes has a problem animating it. So I had to be very tight on my my final drawing so that they could animate better from it. Now, do you mean so tight as in time. like um, more detail or do you mean tight as in the number of images? More, more detailed, yeah. Back like, to back. Like much tighter drawings like basically that i'm supposed to make them look as on model finished as, as i possibly yeah. can mm-hmm. rather than just you know sometimes you can get away with literally drawing stick figures wow as long as it's clear and you can tell what's going on yeah uh but but they were they wanted these really tight yeah and um and how do you know and does it depend on the scene or what's happening when you're going from I guess I'm, I'm just calling them frame to frame. You know what I mean? Like it, whether it's the think mark scene or that scene with the guardians, like as someone's moving, like, how do you know how far, like, when do you, how do you decide when the next uh, frame is going to be basically when you're storyboarding? Like where his arm's going to go from here, you know? Right. Like, oh yeah, the animator, the animator understands that if I go from here to, you know, here that I don't need to draw the halfway point. Right. Is that yeah, you more of an understanding of... As a storyboard artist, you need to basically the major movements, you know, if I'm, you know, going to pick up a cup, you know, I might draw me like this and then grabbing the cup and then bring it to my face, you know, and then putting it down. But yeah, so that's probably like four or five poses for just for that. Um, Listening to going back to that think mark scene. When I read the script and I see his dialogue, I'm thinking, okay, that's probably like four or five drawings. But then you hear J.K. Simmons do it, and it's like, oh, my God, I think I have to draw a drawing for almost every single word. (laughs) And sometimes for multiple drawings for one word because he just – his inflection on certain words, like, just – it calls for another pose. Yeah. And I think when, like, the the, just the one thing where there wasn't any dialogue, it was just Nolan getting up and going like this – you know, oh, like yeah. struggling with it. Even that was just like five frames. That was like a good and that that, frames, that was right? my homage to uh, Christopher Reeve in Superman, the movie, where Lois dies and he he oh goes, oh wow. and he, he shoots up into. I was like, man, this is almost the same moment, you know, because he gets uh, mad and that's then he just amazing, takes off. dude. That's that's, <laughs> that's really awesome. great. That's a really cool a really cool fact there. Yeah, yeah. Because Although it did say in the script. Um, you know, Nolan's looking around, he, he looks at what he's done and, you know, he's really struggling with what is happening and like, mm-hmm. you know, what has he done? Uh, so, you know, it, it worked in that scene. I wouldn't just shoehorn that in just for no reason. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> so you've done, you've, you've done completely, you've done things that aren't based on anything. So like Dragon Tales or any original work. So is it, do you find it easier or harder 
when you actually have like a reference point, an actual comic book with these frames drawn out. I feel like it's sometimes that could almost be a struggle because, like you said before, you don't want to be shoehorned into like get that out of my head. I want to be as original as humanly possible. Like, how does that? Would do you like having? complete like your imagination run wild with whatever the script shows you or having kind of a template there with this being an adaptation. I think it does help to have the reference of the comics. Um, Cause you know, the iconic shots from the comic, like when an Olin flies away, Mm -hmm. I pretty much took the same exact pose because you Mm kind of have to, like you, you need to hit that pose, you know, which I appreciate because when those things happen, it's important. So many people appreciated that though. Yeah. That that was a, you know, because that was such an iconic moment of the comic. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Right. So, that, I mean, when I got that assigned that scene, I'm like, OK, I got it. I got to hit that <laughs> post. You know? And it might even say it, it might even say in the script, like just like in the comic, you know, but like mm-hmm. you had to hit that. Yeah. So, the, you know, stuff like that is good. But in, in the other end of it is there is such a you know, you guys are huge fans of the comic. You guys want. You know, I would watch you guys while we were working on the show <laughs> and, and be like, you know, you guys want certain things. And I'm like, oh, boy. They're not oh, that. damn. That's so weird. Oh, that's they might so get that's really thing, weird. But they're not getting that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my amazing. God. Um, something else I, I was thinking about when you when you just said it. Oh, um, the White House scene. I, I was watching that one, too, that you had. And it ends kind of mid scene. Are you ever tackling a scene with another storyboard artist? Like you oh, have sure. this sequence. I mean, of it, that, and that that White House sequence. I'm pretty sure everybody touched <laughs> at some point. So how um, does that work with that? Like, are are you're assigned? Okay, you got this until uh, the Maulers throw those guys up in the air. You know, Omni Man and, and the Mortal save them or whatever, and um, and then I mean, it just that, cuts. Like, are you ever like? Do you ever go a little bit further to give the next storyboard artist their space? Like, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to picture how you guys just don't have a bunch of things that don't feel like they fit together. Well, on that one, I had done a lot of work on that entire sequence, but mm-hmm. then well, this was getting towards the end, and and Jeff basically said, "Hey, you know that scene where Immortal grabs those guys and he tosses them in the air? Yeah, we need you to reboard that. So basically, taking it from, uh, and I think I have it on my website." That that short little sequence is the only thing I did in that yeah. little window. So he just you you cut over to Immortal fighting one of the Mauler twins. He's throwing the guys up in the air. Omni Man grabs him, and that's that was it. So it's totally normal for them to get storyboard uh, storyboards of a scene, and it just kind of not drastically, but kind of change pretty clearly change storyboard artists like okay that's a little that looks a little different from the previous scene and now this scene looks a little different and this scene was worked on two years ago and now this one like and it just it's up to the animators to just kind of put the coat of paint on it that makes it all even yeah because if you look at the actual like animatics of the storyboards you can tell there's different artists who worked on it but yeah that's the job of the animator to make it all and that's why they have the model sheets they go make sure everyone looks the way they're supposed to look because in the storyboard, yeah, it's 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 completely different styles. That's great. I mean, we're supposed to stay as on model as we can, but yeah. it's just not possible because we all have our own different styles. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that it's it's as crazy as thinking that there uh, with one movie you'll have like eighty directors 
and you're like, well, okay, Steven Spielberg, you did a really great job on this scene, but can we get Christopher Nolan to like just direct this one little scene? Like, because well, we we originated that, not originated, but this podcast started because it's like comic book one writer rotating artist between Corey and ryan couple different colorists and it's like this is all you got like this is the team and now it's like there's dozens and dozens of people that have touched we're so, this we're so stupid like and we're so <laughs> we're, honestly i mean you've uh, obviously listened and watched but when we're like where's the show why is it taking so long <laughs> like what an ignorant thing to say Which, no I, I mean i as a fan i get it look i yeah. can't wait for the next uh, season of the mandalorian you know but but I, it takes a long time to make stuff you know especially yeah. with covid I, I think didn't robert even say like if it wasn't for covid this show would have come out yeah you know, oh, probably yeah. a year earlier than it did, you know. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, but but yeah, it takes a long time to do this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a scary thought because who knows what it could have been. I honestly think it could there could it could not have been executed better. Yeah, we were and so I happy with that, it. But yeah, I think I feel like whatever iterations that have, it, it went through, like helped the team, like you said, like the camaraderie and how you as a storyboard artist felt for the first time, like part of this group. Who's like you feel that in this show when you watch it, you feel the love that went into it. And I feel like had it come out a year prior, would we have been happier that it came out sooner? But would it have been as like good? I, you don't I don't, know. I don't you think know? it. I don't think it would have been as good wow. if it came out sooner. That's crazy. Thank yeah. you. Then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and definitely everyone that worked on this show. I mean, it was definitely look, it's our jobs, of course. But it was definitely like a labor of love. Like we all really wanted this thing. We knew it was something that could be cool and different uh, in the superhero animated space. And, uh, you know, we all put our all into it. Yeah. And so, it showed. It was it, so cool seeing so many different creators that worked on the show on Twitter just, like, gushing about how great of a job it was and how happy they were working with such cool people. Putting so much into that, too, over such a long period of time and being such a big part of the show, what was it like seeing it, like, yeah. kind of come to fruition and seeing the the – you know, it basically be successful. The entire reception of the whole thing. I've never worked on anything. I've worked on a lot of shows over 20 something years. I've never seen a reaction like this. Like seeing the reaction videos on YouTube was just, <laughs> I mean, I was in tears, like just like so proud of the show. And just like, I, it was unbelievable to see, you know, people's reactions to, especially the end of the first episode where they're just like, what the <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, it worked. <laughs> and then seeing people's reactions to the final episode, and and you know, personally for me, seeing uh, that because I did the sequence uh, towards the end where where Mark and 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 Nolan are on the mountain and all the you know, where will you be or yeah. what will you have after 500 years and all that stuff, and like seeing people's reaction to that, which I know it's a huge. Uh, it's going to have an impact whether I did a great job or not, but I just, I was so happy with how it came out and seeing people's reaction to that was, just, man, I, I've never had that feeling from anything I've ever worked on before. Like it's it just, I was so proud of it and it was just, we've, great. I mean, we've, we've read it and we've talked about it a million times. <laughs> it, it's, it's an ongoing theme. Like at the, the last issue, the last thing, Oh, what will you have in 500 years? Hmm. You know, the little hmm that he has at the end, like it's so iconic. And yet dude, like, I, 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 you, you could have done whatever kind of job you wanted to, but the way that it was done, I think, I feel like all three of us, when we were watching it together, like we were like, Oh shit, should we cry in front of each other? Because <laughs> I, I always like, talk and we've seen it and we've read it and we talked about it. And yet it yeah. still made us like the invincible yeah. podcast 
fucking cry when we saw it. It was so perfect. We all, not, me and Bill always talk about our watching it with our mothers, and like <laughs> my, our mothers like fall. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I watched it with my wife, and we were sitting on the couch, and she knew I'd worked on this scene. <clears throat> and when when that scene ended, and I don't even know what happened to me, I just started absolutely <laughs> bawling. Because I was so proud of it, and I just yeah, felt like yeah. the colors. Because when I do it, it's all black and white, and like, mm. so the colors and the music and the acting, oh, yeah. and like when it all came together, I was just so proud of it. And I just started bawling, and like, she looks at me and she's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was just so, man, "Something just hit me, like man, it, it." I was so proud just of it. Just everything yeah. coming together. Oh. Yeah, it was perfect. God, it makes so much sense when you watch something that is so good like this show and you hear about these types of feelings and emotions that went into it. It makes so much sense. Like, God, I'm, we're, we're so lucky yeah. to have had this show. We're so fucking lucky. Thank yeah. you a million times. Yeah, like, of course. Honestly, God, to you and I, I'm, all the – yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you guys like it because, like I said, I w- I've been watching you guys for a while. I would see you guys get excited about it and like, <laughs> oh, what, where do you think season one's going to end? And like all that, what oh, do you yeah. think is going to happen in season two? And like, how far do you think they're going to go? And it's like we wanted to make sure the fans were going to be happy. You yeah, know? yeah, that's great. You guys nailed it. Thank you so much. And I, and I, I wrap it up here, but I wanted to give you a shot to, you know, announce anything that you might be working on or talk about, you know, where people can follow you or find you or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing some storyboards on other shows right now that I can't talk about, unfortunately. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you go to michaelborkowski.com, all my – a lot of my work that I've done over the last 20-something years is on there, including some of my Invincible storyboards. Yep. All the links to my social media is on there, and yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again, man. This was so great. I had a really great time doing this. I yeah, feel thanks like, for having me. Uh, it's fun. Being – I mean, being animated now, like having having the animated – um, series and that's what we're going to be talking about. We needed this interview to like understand how yeah. to like talk about it going forward. So we appreciate <laughs> having you on the still show. No, so little. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, that's true. Well, we've learned so much from yes, talking to sure. you guys. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, thank you. That, that we have. Like we said, there's so many people that go into it. We've talked to a supervising director and a storyboard artist. You know how many other? Yeah. <laughs> we still need to get. We still need to get. Uh, um, uh, Jason, Jason Mansukas on. We oh, get, yeah, we need to get he's, that side, that side of it. That was, that was one storyboarding his stuff too. Like I, oh, I, I, I had that whole wreck sequence in the, you know, in the in the Guardians of the Globe headquarters. That was fun. Yeah, that's great. All right, man. Thank you again. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Bye. And we're back. Thanks again, Michael, for joining us for that segment. Uh, and we really hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, a look behind, you know, the scenes a little bit on on what goes into storyboarding and uh, creating the animated series. So we are going to go now to a couple emails. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us over on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also send us an email through the website where we have a handy reading guide, all of our episodes labeled and listed, um, and that is theinvinciblepodcast.com, like one of our emails did. TJ, you have that one. Oh, super duper. Uh, this email is from Aiden, who says, Hey guys, I recently just finished the entirety of Invincible, by far my favorite comic and comic hero ever. Now that I've burned through this 
whole series in under a month. What comics do you guys suggest I read? I would prefer something superhero related, but I'm always very willing to read something non-superhero as long as it's good. Thanks, guys, and keep up the great work. Love, Aiden. All right. First. So we have to bring up the obvious. I'm going to start. Okay, we'll get the obvious one out of the way. Just Saga? No, Radiant Black. He was looking for something okay. superhero-ish? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Radiant also Black. Also because we're fucking in the comics. Yes, so. you're right. Yeah. You're Radiant right. Black Radiant is Black. Radiant Black absolutely because you can get out on the ground floor. Well, that's, but that's there, what I was going to say. You can finish it in like a day because there's say, seven issues out now. Yeah, I was going to yeah. start with some short things, but then when you said the obvious, I'm like, oh, we always suggest Saga because that's an epic. If you want another huge epic that kind of has somewhat of an ending right now, where it's you can just get caught up um, before it eventually someday some year comes back, um, then Saga is the way to go. But yeah, Radiant mm-hmm. Black is awesome for a standalone right now that you can that there's not a ton of issues. I think. Seven came out most recently. Seven. Yep. 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 There's Seven several uh, reprinting, so you shouldn't have too hard of a time finding them. Um, other than that, the, the writer of Radiant Black is also a diehard Invincible fan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. And again, check it out. there's a little Easter egg of us in there, which is really fun. <laughs> um, then, which was so weird seeing us in Barnes and Noble, man. Well, I was there with Katie and then we were about to leave. And I'm like, wait, actually one second. And I went, Went over to I the saw it there. Last time I was there too, really? I went and looked, picked it up too. Yeah, a little God, while ago. So weird. After um, it came out. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna. I'm assuming there will be people, many people, looking at all the comic books, and I'm gonna pull it and be like, "Look at, look at this." Yeah, look. And I'll have my look, face. That's me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'll be like, pull out your ID, show right, it. That's bro. my name. Sipping their Starbucks, like, okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, what was it? we were just gonna say? What were you saying? other comic books comics. oh yeah 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 um so i recommend yes, anything I, by daniel warren johnson if we're talking like single trade or only a couple trade long uh like extremity or murder falcon um he's doing the i uh, will recommend anything by donny cates uh fucking redneck i always have to every time put anybody asks this i have to throw out redneck it's mm-hmm. one of the best comics that i've read if you like Marvel Check and MCU up. stuff, Donny Cates did Thanos Wins, which is incredible as just a, kind of a I, standalone story. Sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but to double down on that, I'm not a big Marvel guy, and I fucking love that story by Donny Cates. Thanos. It is a good story. Yeah, I um, never read any Marvel, and Ryan, I think you made me read that, and I was like, oh, shit. Do you still have my copy? Yep, probably. I was wondering about that. Sorry, I was kinda, part of me was hoping that, you did it, because then I can go buy the hardcover. Oh, I don't have it. Ah. Darn. Yeah. And then after that, read the follow-up, which is uh, uh, Cosmic, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, Cosmic Ghost Rider with uh, Donny Cates Dude. and Dylan Burnett. That was so good. Yeah, love so that good. too. So yeah, there's a there's a handful of recommendations. Um, oh. I've got an email here. Uh, this is from Judd. Judd says, hi guys, this is Judd, the Canadian who suggested that Steve's character on the TV show could one day become Powerplex. I'm still not convinced that won't happen, even though I know it's a long shot. On your last episode, you mentioned wearing your shirt out to pe- out and people taking notice, something that never used to happen. My girlfriend took one of my art pages to be custom framed, and while she was being served by the older owner of the shop, a younger worker uh, was inputting the info into the project of the project into their computer. When he asked what the what to call the art, she said it's invincible, and the guy jumped up in shock and came over immediately to check it out, asking her a million questions. He was blown oh, away. Awesome. He was blown away and said he loved the TV show and couldn't believe he was looking at a page from the actual comic. The old guy could care less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've, I've also had friends recommend the show to me, uh, thinking it's something like, it's not something I'd like, not realiz- realizing that I own every issue of the comic and have been quite obsessed for nearly 15 years. Anyway, fun times, eagerly awaiting Steve's transformation into Powerplex in season two. Love, Judd. And he includes the uh, picture, which maybe I'll try and insert this too, uh, into the video uh, of our podcast right now. Um, awesome page. Uh, and I love this, man. I love, and I have an example of this, so I might do this. I love anytime they put the, um, uh, I'm going to send this to you guys right now. Anytime they frame the pencils next to the yeah, inks, the inks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a page of, uh, Debbie and Tara. If I zoom in and I can get the exact issue number because I'm trying to remember, that looks uh, sweet. Like on, on the white wall, on the white wall yeah. behind it too. That's, that it just awesome. looks really Classy. Clean. Very clean. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome, Judd. Thank you yeah, so much. Th- there's nothing better than getting that feeling of like uh, not too long ago, something similar happened to me again where I had to get like uh, rewiring for, for cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ca- there were two cable guys that came in, you know, to my place. And one of them, the younger one around our age, maybe a little younger, saw the wall behind me of original art. There. He was like, holy shit. And like flipped out and I was like oh awesome have you read the comic and he's like no I was like don't look too close don't look <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want like, right, to right, I won't he's like I won't but yeah it's it's awesome when you get that that's kind pretty of cool validation of, of you know shared love is it's out in the yeah. world now so yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, which speaking of I didn't know you got that t-shirt TJ I like that one oh yeah it's got on the back it's the same thing as the front it's like oh, it's, but it's, it's all, all their backs right exactly yeah. that's really cool I like that one I was hanging out with a friend of ours today, and uh, he was behind me. He's like, why is your shirt on backwards? I'm like, it's fucking not, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it actually says Invincible backwards, too? Yeah, it's literally them gathered around Invincible backwards. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Um, Before we wrap up, is there one or two things that you guys have really been into lately that you just really want to share? Something you've read, watched, played? I'll start. I did finally finish um, Ultra Mega. I had read the first issue a while ago, um, had gotten all the issues, but um, didn't just for whatever reason read them all. They're double sized uh, and there's four of them, but I just sat down and finished them all within the last couple of days and it's fucking crazy. Did you end up reading it's the whole just, thing, TJ? Uh, I didn't read the most recent one, yeah. but other than that, yeah. Yeah, and then there's it's a nuts. little um, side story in Skybound X and everything. Like it's, mm-hmm. it was really. Oh, I gotta go back and read that one too. You should it doesn't spoil yeah, anything for like you can read it after you read issue one. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it was very very good. It's crazy. His James Heron is insane. Um, it's just like crazy insane kaiju type action. Some of the goriest stuff I've ever read too. Yeah. And wow. we've read Invincible. And we've read Invincible. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. I think you'd do Maybe it. I should give it a go. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Four double-sized yeah. issues. I'll, 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 I'll share. Okay. We talked a little back. bit on uh, Oblivion Song about this, but I did just get a PS5. I fucking, in like two sittings, beat Miles Morales. Um, That's crazy that. to me that you Would went through it so fast. It's so short. Would you it's agree so that, that it is, that from a gameplay standpoint, it is better than Spider-Man? No, I don't agree. Really? I think I the gameplay is better. Yeah. Ryan? No, I, it, it, in all cases, I actually might have liked Miles Morales more. Well, okay, so gameplay-wise, maybe. It's been a while since I've played the original Spider-Man, so maybe. But story-wise, for me, it wasn't even close. Not Man. even close. Yeah. 
I remember there were so many shock factors in in the original, like in Marvel Spider-Man for PS4. You know, when it originally came out. Yeah. But but I don't know. Maybe maybe the gameplay. It's just been a while for me to really pull that. But uh, I just started Ratchet and Clank, and I've played every single Ratchet and Clank game ever put out there. I, I always play that. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting, obviously, to play this for PS5. I can all. I'm not. I'm like maybe an hour, hour and a half in it into it, and I can already. I already think that this may be the best one. It has potential to be the best one. Just wow. the um, the dimensional rifting, how oh, fun oh, yeah. that is. That looks Come awesome. And is it, is it gorgeous on your TV? It is. It's beautiful. Yeah, I bet. That's cool. The only thing I've been doing is working, and then I occasionally come home. Because it's the end of summer, so, like, my kids are so busy with, like, baseball wrapping up. And so I don't really get to do a lot of stuff. But I've been playing, and I talked about this on the Oblivion Song podcast, uh, the DLC for Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Um ghost of iki island and it is so awesome it feels so good to be back in that game yeah what a fucking like uh, you know when i was playing it the first time i was like it's just another open world game and it's just like you know i don't know why it's winning like game of the year and everything like that but after going back to it after not playing it for a while i'm like oh yeah Yeah. i remember so give it a go if you like the if you like the original game it's you have to play this i plan on playing it over the winter that's that sounds like a really good winter game for me you know after my busy season is over i can jump into something nice and meaty like that i'm also really excited for um another mcu movie in theaters this weekend with shang chi and uh what if is obviously amazing yeah what if's great between those two things right now and like we're just marvel is just like sustenance right now i'm loving it or shang chi is going to be probably my favorite marvel movie mm, i'd say within the last you don't know that though and you're committing it's, to it now. Go, I, so I, even I, if it's I, bad I, you're gonna be like yeah it was great. no you know, would love this. to say that it was awful if it wasn't good we've said yeah, we've lie. said we've said this two times <laughs> this podcast and i'm gonna go for three times i'm gonna double down and say it again that I, I am going is it to is it going love. to be in your top five mc movies it will be yeah, probably. Okay, so well, that's a, that's, that's kind wrong, of that's so quanti- he's gonna that's kind of quantifiable. We could figure that out. So okay, so I, I I'm hearing really good things about it. So I'm I am excited about it. Um, I will say the thing is that like one thing that Marvel does well is super quick fight scenes, like Civil War, like uh, the first time we ever saw Black. Um, Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther in Civil War, like mm-hmm. all that fighting with uh with Black Widow and like all that stuff, like they do the, all that stuff really well, and that's all this movie I think is going to be. I'm hoping that the story can hold it's it up. Cool and it's pretty cool that not they just good. It's pretty cool because that of the fighting. Disney Plus put the um, uh, Iron Man three one shot or whatever out on Disney Plus just to watch All Hail the King. So if you haven't watched that. Definitely watch that because that is definitely going to tie into Shang-Chi and then mm-hmm. connect all the Mandalorian stuff or not Mandalorian, uh, Mandarin stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Can't wait. And then, like I said, what if is is just some of the best MCU stuff ever. It's just so fun and, and, and can't wait for more of that. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up here. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show, email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us all across the Internet and... Um, we uh, we appreciate you checking us out. The outro music and intro music is by our friend Wyatt Lane. You can go check out his uh, his music and uh, and uh, follow him over on Twitter. Uh, his music is on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff. You'll find it Wyatt Lane. 
Um, other than that, I think I think that does it. I think that, that about does it. does it. Thanks again to Mike yeah. Borkowski. Um, yeah. Thank you, Bill and TJ. And we're out. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. did you put into that sequence that section of that sequence like how many hours of your life weeks wow weeks wow because i had i had in that episode i had everything from when he crashes mark through the um cruise ship cruise ship until the end of the episode oh my god oh wow. so you got the avalanche you got you know the battle the, the discussion him, him, him flying him away lifting him up Yep, and then you got him, uh, Mark, with Alan the Alien. Um, yeah, I, did, I did. Holy crap. So including Eve and everybody in the diner? No, I, I actually, I, yeah, I skipped that episode, or I skipped that scene. Someone else did that scene. And then you but got I ended up doing, Mark I did the flying. end with, with Mark flying out. Right, when Mark leaves the, uh, Burger Mart, I pick it up where he flies up and is his That's uniform cool. I love that, comes off and then he goes out into space and he sees Alan and I did, did all that like stuff. The, the montage? Which montage? Right oh. at the end and he says, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, I next? did. Yeah, You did all those scenes? I did all those that montages. Yeah. Dude, that's so oh, cool. Stop it. <laughs>